Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are covering Pride and Prejudice chapters 10 through 17. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so much happens in every set of chapters. But I will say this one kind of felt like an interesting set because it's like almost like an in-between set of chapters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, for lack of better term, almost like a little bit of filler. Like, stuff happened, but it was not, like, main core. Yeah, it was very illuminating to people's characters, but it wasn't yes. like we're at a ball, you know? Right, right. Yes. <laughs> Definitely, like, a nice little exposition dump. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, chapter 16, which is the Wickham chapter, <gasps> was... Horrible. I... I don't know what it is about Wickham, but like all the other characters as we're going along, I can be like, well, let me put on my, I don't know what's going to happen brain and <laughs> not judge them based on future things, you know, just what you're being right. presented. But Wickham, I'm like, screw him. I know everything about <laughs> <Yes>. you. You are <laughs> trash. <laughs> I can see straight through you. <laughs> yes. We've been poisoned with Wickham because I had the same reaction where I, same thought process too, where I was like, Oh, I should try and come in like, you know, no, uh, you know, no thoughts on who he is or who he's going <laughs> to end up to be. Let me just take it at face value. And the minute he started talking trash, I was like, I can't. You're I the know. worst person alive. He's such alive. a weasel. I mean, okay. I can't wait to get to that chapter though, because. <laughs> That's a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like also a little bit on my notes that I'll have today for probably chapter 16 mainly, but I feel like these chapters also really give you a nice insight into Jane Austen's like writing style and how she writes for certain characters. Uh huh. And I feel like, especially like for characters that she likes and doesn't like. Mm -hmm. So like, especially like mm -hmm. certain language that she uses, um, that was really like illuminating to me. Yes. Cause Collins comes in and <laughs> yes. it's almost easy to, I was noticing I the first time I read it through, I was like, I mean, Mr. Collins is annoying, obviously, but there's like it takes a little while to like really mm. be like, OK, I see where everyone is coming from with his annoyingness. But then like mm -hmm. when I listened to it just earlier, I was like, oh, did I miss that one word that just was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is terrible. <laughs> yes, he's just so annoying and like he's i almost like especially like the way he talks about uh lady catherine de berg i'm like he's just like a little like rat like yeah. he would he's like a tattletale like he's the kid in class like if you did we're doing something like you know maybe that you shouldn't do but it's not gonna harm anyone he's gonna tell on you no matter yeah. what and yeah it's like Ugh, you're the worst <laughs> no fun yeah 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 well okay well let's get into it because Let's I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me get my come to oh, me. Yeah, because you're starting some ups. <laughs> Every time I come across a chapter that's an even and it's like a little shorter, I'm like. Did I cheat Maya out of a short chapter? Did I give her all the long <laughs> ones? But then, but then I'll get a long one. And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> I think sixty was kind of a long one. So I mean, I like, summing it up isn't okay. really like that hard, regardless no. of how long the chapter is. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, chapter ten. Uh, for my little summary, I wrote: Lizzie Bingley and Darcy declare Netherfield as the capital of the quizzing world. While Miss Bingley <laughs> continues on her already doomed quest to win Darcy over. Ugh. Caroline, Caroline. This was, <laughs> yeah, this was a very interesting chapter for me. Uh, the whole Caroline, every, like everything to do with Caroline was very cringy. <laughs> it was I very cringy. I would love fest. to play her. In <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see it being a fun character because you get to be a, like annoying on purpose. And... I know she's so transparent and you're like mm -hmm. I know exactly why you are the way you are and it hurts my heart because I feel like you would be a good person or like a fun person yes. if it could just get you outside of the context of Darcy <laughs> yes and not be such a victim of your circumstance of privilege yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know i always and probably all the adaptations love this scene the quizzing scene where they're all quizzing each other and taking a turn (laughs) about the room and all that kind of stuff it's always a really fun time yeah I, I the first thing I wrote down was Caroline is exceptionally annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she is, but it's and it's like not even just like because we know Darcy is can't be with her. It's more so that he's all he is is writing a letter and she won't shut up about the letter. She's <laughs> like, she you're writing a letter. What's his Mind attention letter? on her at all times? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shut up, lady. <laughs> Let him write the letter. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the quizzing, I did say Darcy would be the master of the reading challenge on RuPaul's Drag mm-hmm. Race. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's very much like very straightforward where if when he gives you a read, it's probably going to go over your head and you'll be like, wait, <laughs> yeah. is that what he meant? <laughs> you, I was really impressed in these chapters, starting with this one with him, with like certain people's just intelligence level. Because mm-hmm. like Darcy... He uses two words that I'm like, I don't even think I know what those words mean. And (laughs) he uses pangeric and celerity. And I was like, I feel like you're purposefully doing this just to like impress Elizabeth with your big words (laughs) and like go over everyone else's head. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There were some other big words that he used. um, And one of the notes in my book was like, Darcy intentionally uses these words to not only impress Elizabeth, but insult uh, Caroline without her knowing so. <laughs> yeah, well, and Elizabeth, like, almost tries to match him because there's one sentence she says, Would Mr. Darcy then consider the rashness of your original intentions as a toner for by... Oh, wait, no, as a... Wait, no, I should have written... After this moment, I started, <laughs> like, actually just putting notes in my book so that I would... Um... <laughs> be able Go to just to read because <laughs> i always write down That's these quotes wrong anyway it was like by your obstinacy and adhering to it it was just like elizabeth are you're going out of your way now to also be like mm-hmm. as obtuse with your language as possible <laughs> oh yeah like the more i read it the more they interact the more it's so apparent that lizzie and darcy are two sides of the same coin They are exactly the same. They have the same personality. (laughs) And that's why they don't get along at first, because they're trying immediately to go all full forces ahead with it. Yeah. Darcy is so, like, smitten with her. Oh, yeah. He just, like, the whole time he's... And he says it so many times over, like, these chapters. I don't even know which chapter it is, but he'll be like, Mm -hmm. man, if it wasn't for the fact that I can't date her because she's from trash i would really be falling for her (laughs) there's always that like uh what's the word there's always that disclaimer at the beginning like (laughs) he says it several times it's like darcy you're not impressing me either with that talk (laughs) no no i think that's intentional i feel like jane was like i have to make his like disclaimers so like almost abhorrent that even the reader is like what is wrong with you man Exactly. Or else why would we be sympathetic with Elizabeth totally blowing him off constantly? Exactly. Exactly. Because we are also like, he's annoying. (laughs) But he really does like her, man. He's Um, obsessed. Oh, this is also the chapter where we have, uh, there's a lot of foreshadowing going on, like Mm -hmm. their abrupt departure that comes later. They foreshadow it with like talking about bingley's character and how he would leave in a second and Mm -hmm. like okay darcy says you must remember miss bennett that the friend who is supposed to desire his return to the house and delay and the delay of his plan has merely desired it asked it without offering one argument in favor of its propriety and then she's like to yield readily easily to the persuasion of a friend is no merit with you (laughs) and he's like to yield without (laughs) conviction is no compliment to the understanding of either um, and then she says, we may as well wait perhaps till the circumstance occurs before we discuss the discretion of his behavior thereupon. I'm like, well, the circumstance will occur within the next set of chapters that we read. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and your tune will change, Elizabeth. <laughs> and so will yours, Darcy. <laughs> exactly. Everyone is a fortune teller in this yeah. <laughs> section. <laughs> 
Yeah, and Caroline definitely sees the flirtation between the two of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's why she's being extra annoying, where she's like, oh, you're writing a letter? Oh, uh, you write a letter so well. Your handwriting is so nice. Are you writing to your sister? Oh, my God, tell her I said hi, even though in the last letter you told her I said hi already. I know. It's still, I'm like, young. You're all so young. <laughs> so, so young. This is basically teenagers. Oh, I did take on this really interesting note about... Um, how it was when Bingley was talking about Darcy and how he's like kind of quizzing him saying he's like an awful person and there's nothing more awful than Darcy especially like on a Sunday because he doesn't do anything ever and all that and I my note my uh, book had a note saying that what that is basically is there was like a movement in the 1780s that was very like very uh, religious in the fact that you can't do anything on Sunday they were like we're trying to close every single building on a Sunday. <laughs> you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to play. You're not allowed to do anything fun. Sunday is a day of rest. You're only allowed to rest. And it didn't necessarily catch on like widespread, but like uh-huh. someone, someone like Darcy, who was very much kind of like buttoned up and very kind of prim and proper would definitely have been a part of that movement. So oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it was really interesting. But, you know, people were like, we're not closing our shop on a sunday if we can make yeah. money <laughs> it's like um the really strict judaism where you're like not oh, allowed to like turn Orthodox. on the light <laughs> but then the rich people can get around it by like hiring someone to turn on the lights exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's it's all boils down to if you have money you can easily do the restrictive things <laughs> exactly you just find a way just just subtly go around it which i feel like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did write down one more quote, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. This is at the end of the chapter. Mm -hmm. And she, I think she just turned down his request to dance. And Mm. it says, Elizabeth, having rather expected to affront him, was amazed at his gallantry. But there was a mixture of sweetness and archness in her manner, which made it difficult for her to affront anybody. And Darcy (laughs) had never been so bewitched by any woman as he was by her. He really believed that were it not for the inferiority of her connections, he should be in some danger. That was just like the most illustrative paragraph of everything I was saying. (laughs) But I also like the fact that like Elizabeth, she is really good at reading people and, Mm -hmm. you know, not offending She's like Bob the oh, Drag yeah. Queen level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She definitely is the master of a backhanded compliment. She's <laughs> she's very good at telling someone no in a very nice way, very polite way when yeah. she wants to. Yes. Yes. Oh, the last note I have is when they're doing their walk at the end of the chapter. And is it, oh gosh, I think it was uh, Caroline maybe joins them. And then there's four of them. And then uh, Elizabeth says that the picturesque would be spoiled by admitting a fourth. Goodbye. And then leaves. <laughs> Apparently, it's a concept. Picturesque was like a concept at, at the time of like coming in threes. And uh-huh. it was uh, William Gilpin. And apparently Jane Austen was a big fan of his. Mm. And so basically there's like a really famous picture of four cows. But since one cow is like a little off to the side and not part of the group of three, it's, <laughs> the painting is not ruined. The central viewpoint of it. And gotcha. so I feel like since she's such a big fan now, I have it stuck in my head. I'm like groups of threes, William Gilpin, picturesque. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. They were, it, that was like right at, I think we've talked about it before, but like the end of the romantic period. Mm-hmm. So everyone was very, and all these like rich kids talking about art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I also like that she was like, and then she ran off delighted that she didn't have to walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave it up to uh, Elizabeth to use a like, artistic movement to justify why she doesn't have to walk with someone exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right chapter 11 yes jane comes down to visit caroline does everything to try to impress darcy elizabeth does everything to try to make fun of darcy darcy is falling (laughs) for the ladder (laughs) (laughs) yeah darcy loves to be made fun of (laughs) he just is he's just falling for, for elizabeth but, you know, also, I also 
don't remember because this is not in any of the adaptations Mm -hmm. my brain doesn't necessarily always remember it because you know i read the book but not as often as i've watched adaptations but Mm -hmm. my brain doesn't remember that jane comes down at some point and she's Mm -hmm. there for the whole walking around the room yeah part of the interesting (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love it i always love that scene even the book it was so good And when she does come down, the um, Bingley sisters prove that they actually can be really good hosts. They're like really Mm -hmm. fun and attentive and nice until the men come into the room at least. But (laughs) for a minute, (laughs) they really show themselves to good advantage. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, they're just so... Because like the culture at the time was so obsessed with like marriage and women having to win a man, quote unquote, I could totally see how it's like, you know, behind closed doors where there's no men, they're like, yeah, we're normal girls. Like, we like to have fun, whatever. And the minute a man comes in the picture, they're like, competition, yeah. my livelihood is on well, the line. Yeah, definitely. Such a big, important part of their lives. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. They It does seem like they really do genuinely like Jane a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would like Lizzie if, you know. They would. Caroline I'm sure they wasn't would. Wasn't so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that ball joke, not ball joke, but the joke about <laughs> how um, conversation instead of balls yes. that Mary says in the adaptation is really Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> and Bingley yeah. being like, well, it'd be less like a ball, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> what if Caroline and Mary got stuck in a room together for a few hours? What? <laughs> What would they talk about? <laughs> would oh, they talk? God. I don't think so. I think Mary would. Mary's definitely someone who has some social anxiety. So I feel like she'd be like, where's the piano? I need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> they just take turns playing concertos for each other. Yes. <laughs> well, they both love Italian uh, music, which is very, <laughs> you know, quote unquote, modern of the time. Mm-hmm. Italian and French. <laughs> Let's see. I took down two quotes from this chapter. Just, I think it's funny the way that Elizabeth tells Caroline to laugh at Darcy when she's like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, tease him, laugh at him, intimate as you are, you must know how it is done. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like making fun of both of them in a way. She's like, I guess you're not that close. And then (laughs) again with Darcy, uh, Fearing for falling for Elizabeth, he says, he began to feel the danger of paying Elizabeth too much attention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, something I thought was interesting that I don't think is like really pointed out in the adaptations was like when they do that turn around the room, uh, it's, uh, you know, because Caroline is taller than Lizzie, it's very much like her trying to like, you know, push Lizzie down like because she's so much taller she's in her whole like quote about how like a woman like a an accomplished woman has to have like an air of uh something about her and the way she walks and she's trying right. to strong arm her but then <laughs> early in the chapter she's like I don't like reading books I don't like doing all these things that Darcy likes to read right and it's well, like and, oh, girl. oh is this the chapter where she's picked up the second volume of his book <laughs> she's yes like, I love to read it's like <laughs> Girl, you did not read the first book, so I know you don't know nope. what the fuck's going on in that book. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even bother, like, trying to, like, expose her. He's just like, it's not even worth it. I know. And, like, when they do walk around the room, I feel like Darcy would never have even looked up if she hadn't gotten Elizabeth. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Because it's like, as soon as he... Elizabeth started, he's like, oh, let me put my book down and watch you guys walk. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, one of the notes in my book was like, basically, Darcy is just a pro at ignoring and tuning out uh, Caroline at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Right. I'm done with chapter 11. <laughs> me too. Chapter 12. Lizzie and Jade make a desperate plea to Mrs. Bennett but she's more interested in securing Jane's possible future husband. They do what they want anyways. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very short chapter. I only wrote down two things. Mm -hmm. First, that Darcy goes from staring constantly at Elizabeth to trying not to look or speak to her at all. (laughs) (laughs) He really likes her, but she's just really so beneath him that it's just so hard for him. (laughs) Right. It's a struggle. (laughs) He's the worst. 
And then I wrote that I think Mary would totally be a, mur- a murderino in this day and age. She'd be like oh, for all sure. about the true crime genre. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she is such like I can't like remember a... what it was that made me think that. Oh, I feel like that's so ingrained in her character. She's such a, she's an inquisitive person. And <laughs> she just loves to bury oh, herself and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, they found Mary, as usual, deep in the study of thorough, <laughs> base, and human nature. <laughs> and had some extracts to admire. <laughs> and some new observations of threadbare morality to listen to. <laughs> she's a middle child. She's got to collect as much information as she can to impress someone. I know. God, Mary Ellen. Oh, Mary. <laughs> Me too. Um, oh. Uh, the only thing I have was there was this really cool note about the soldiers because there was like a mention of flogging and Mm -hmm. I didn't know this but apparently like being a soldier was they were mostly like criminals and bad people and there was like a specific duke the duke of wellington uh, which makes you think of duke wellington uh, (laughs) who's a character in something I can't remember now but well duke ellington was a jazz musician <laughs> yes yes he was oh, i'm thinking of him from big mouth on netflix because oh, oh. he's a character <laughs> but basically i didn't know this but they were mostly like bad people like criminals and which like the duke was like very aware of and was like that's why we have to treat them terribly like flogging them and being mm. mean to them and whatever whatever but then also like they're association with being a soldier got them out of situations where they did bad stuff to wherever they were which was very like that is an interesting dynamic because yeah like the rich men who joined the uh, military bought themselves like officers ships you know Mm -hmm. and then we have like the wickhams who are like half respectable half a criminal but (laughs) yeah well it was like this is like the hard part i had distinguishing was like technically wickham is part of the militia which the militia was they were having trouble recruiting soldiers because i guess the there was like there was like right after the napoleonic wars and i don't think you really got much you weren't as like you don't have much notoriety as the army did the official army of England oh, was okay. like, oh, those people, they're like the the real soldiers. And then the so militia, the militia was like, more like the National Guard or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were kind of not like the main attraction. Gotcha. But the militia was where like people who were really poor or wanted to like explore the world or go on adventures, that's where they went to kind of do that. Okay. So it was, I thought it was really interesting that I was like, oh, I did not know that most of. <laughs> I guess the soldiers, it wasn't in the army, but, or maybe it was the army. I'm not sure. But soldiers, when they talk about soldiers, most of them are not great people, which is like, of course, Lydia is attracted to them. (laughs) So a lot of women, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It's the bad boy complex. Okay. So chapter 13, Mr. Collins declares his intention to visit, which he does and is exceedingly complimentary. (laughs) (laughs) to say the least (laughs) Uh, we start off mr bennett is like i got this letter four weeks ago and i thought it was very important that i answer it so i did two weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) i have a hard time immediately understanding if uh, Mr. Bennett is being sarcastic or if he's just like, this is how I am. You're going to have to take it. I think he's kind of always a little bit sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I just wondered like, well, how long would you have waited if it wasn't that important? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <two years? laughs> Probably. Especially because, I mean, none of them have met Mr. Collins, but due to the nature of his inheritance i'm sure he was like oh this is gonna be annoying yeah <laughs> well and considering i guess he fought with the last with mr collins's father quite a bit yes and so i'm sure that was also a, a point of why he waited so long <laughs> <laughs> let's see i did write down a quote because i was reading mr collins's letter and i was like besides the praise of lady Catherine, it doesn't really seem like that bad to me but then i was like i guess 
Elizabeth and Papa can see through it a lot better than me because (laughs) Elizabeth was chiefly struck by his extraordinary deference for Lady Catherine and his kind intention of christening, marrying, and burying his parishioners whenever it were required. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, you know, it's annoying to have him be the way he is and use the language that he uses but it's also i wonder if like the groveling towards lady catherine is also something that they're just like Ugh, like yeah we don't love rich people like that <laughs> yeah and he's kind of like she's well she's like you know i don't understand how we could be like very pompous and yet apologizing and mm-hmm. she's like is he sensible and is and her dad's like uh no i don't think he is my dear <laughs> no I, he, I think he has he's great just... hopes of finding him quite the rivers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's just very condescending and especially because he has this what you call it like an appointment by lady catherine yeah yeah it's just like oh i have the appointment by lady catherine and she's so great and you know <laughs> I need to tell you how great she is because she appointed me too. And so I'm right. a part of it You'll sort be of impressed by this. <laughs> right. And I'm sorry that, you know, I'm sure I'm sorry. Hearing all of this is probably really overwhelming because you don't have this experience of being appointed <laughs> by someone as great as her. Yeah. But I like, I did kind of like the way you started off being like, I really never felt comfortable with the fact that my father and you fought all the time. And I really wanted yeah. to like make up with you. But then I was like, am I, <sighs> going against my dead father's wishes if i do (laughs) right (laughs) yeah well and that's another thing that's very condescending of him where it's like that whole conversation and then the part where he's like and you know honestly i don't think it's right that i'm inheriting the house away from your children and your wife if you die first and blah blah blah. but that's just the law i can't do anything about it (laughs) i was like all right whatever yeah i'm sure you could I also wrote down that it was funny that it says, but Mrs. Bennett, who quarreled with no compliments, I was just like, <laughs> I quarrel with no compliments either, Mrs. Bennett. <laughs> Very relatable. <laughs> <sighs> but that's why I wrote down for that chapter. Me too. Chapter 14. 14. All right. I wrote, The Bennets suffer through Mr. Collins' favorite pastimes, talking about Lady Catherine de Bourgh and reading aloud in a monotonous tone. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the only chapter where I kind of uh, like Lydia and laugh at her. Like, in a, laugh with her, I would say. Yes, yes. <laughs> at the end when he's reading the sermons and she's like, I cannot. I just can't. I got to talk. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to interrupt you by asking, let's redirect the conversation. Uh, first, they uh, they have dinner, and Mr. Bennett starts the conversation with Lady Catherine, a subject in which he expected him to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and honestly, Mr. Collins goes on for two pages. Oh, my God. Too much. Until we get to that little speech about paying ladies' compliments and how he mm-hmm. practices ahead of time. Freak. Um. <laughs> but i was like yeah. wow i mean there are chapters that are shorter than the length of time he goes on about lady Catherine. <laughs> literally which is i guess it really shows you how stuck up her butt he is yeah <laughs> but also i did laugh at mr bennett because i feel like he is probing and asking these questions for mr collins to unknowingly make a fool of himself to them Oh, 100%. I said Mr. Bennett would 100%, him and Elizabeth would love watching (laughs) reality TV together. Oh, for sure. I'm sure, actually, the whole family would love to watch reality TV for different reasons, but him Mm -hmm. and Elizabeth would watch it just to laugh at everybody. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what what does it say? Uh, Mr. Bennett's expectations were fully answered. His cousin was as absurd as he hoped, and he listened to him <laughs> with the keenest enjoyment, maintaining at the same time the most resolute composure of countenance, and except in an occasional <laughs> glance to Elizabeth, requiring no partner in his pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I could just listen to you make a fool of yourself all day (laughs) he said this could just be the two of us and i would have a great time 
Yeah, but um, honestly, we find out very shortly that that is not actually true. Because he's like, I've had <laughs> yes. enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> oh, uh, the last thing I wrote for this chapter is this is kind of where the where the language that uh, Jane Austen uses kind of really tells you how she feels about the character. Because I think it was uh, the notes in my book singled out humble abode, which is what Mr. Collins said. Um, and they titled it a favorite phrase of Mr. Collins and that his language abounds in cliches, a practice Jane Austen scorns both in her letters and in her novels and presents <laughs> as a sign of foolishness. Oh. And it says Mr. Collins also tends to repeat certain pet phrases, another sign of his mental vacu- uh, <laughs> mental vacuity. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she hates mr collins she hates wicca <laughs> because they both are so flowery with their language like uh-huh. in the most kind of bullshit way yeah and so you're like i see right through it i'm pretty sure this oh yeah because when lydia interrupts him i didn't catch the first time the word mr collins much offended laid aside his book i didn't get catch the much offended mm-hmm. and i was like kind of thinking Oh, you know, nice of him to actually stop when Lydia was like, I can't take it anymore. Yes. But Mr. Bennett does um, praise him for stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking the concerns of my daughter seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I also, at some point, I think in the next chapters, when I started to think, oh, yeah, I remember cards was important. We were going to think about it the next time we read one of these books. <laughs> and that made me go back and think. At the at Netherfield, they played mm-hmm. whist. Yes. And this chapter, him and Mr. Collins, Mr. Bennett, Mr. Collins, play backgammon. Mm-hmm. And then in the next chapter at Mr. Phillips' house, they play um, loo or yes. lottery tickets. Yes, which uh, <laughs> the person who wrote the, the annotations in my book was very uh, not nice to Lydia about the fact that she really liked playing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll save it for that. Okay, um, okay. And then I didn't write it down, but the whole, uh, when he chose Four Dice's sermons, they had like a long note about that. And apparently there was, it was very popular sermons to young women it was basically like these old religious men being like, this is how ladies should behave and this is what they should be interested in. And if you want to be a happy person and a proper lady, this is what you do. And so I didn't bother writing it down. My favorite was when um, he picked it up to read and Lydia gaped. <laughs> I was like, I yes. just imagine her being like, oh, no. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> I this this is why I said this is the most relatable Lydia chapter to me. Yeah, <laughs> I would also interrupt him. <laughs> She's like, I just can't. I can't sit still. I can't listen. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, chapter fifteen. Yes. The girls minus Mary walk with Mister Collins to town. They meet Wickham, and Elizabeth sees some suspicious behavior between him and Darcy. Then they meet with their aunt, Mrs. Phillips, who invites them to dinner tomorrow. (laughs) The introduction of the devil himself. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Yeah, it was very hard to not be like, I hate you. I hate you, Wickham. Don't try and poison her mind. Yeah, so this is where Mr. Collins or Mr. Bennett is over being followed around (laughs) by Mr. Collins at all times and being talked to by him. So he's like, I'm just going to send you off with my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary, I think it's funny that she was like, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she, she, she said, shopping? No, thank you. I want Walking, to play my piano. I, no, I'm an indoor <laughs> kid. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we finally, where we first meet Wickham, who's a real mm-hmm. hottie, like, Mm-hmm. people see Head him turner. across the street and are like whoa who's that <laughs> <laughs> he's a militia man he's so handsome <laughs> i like when mr darcy shows up and elizabeth's the only one who notices their interaction between them but one turns white <laughs> and the other turns red <laughs> I, just think that's the funniest <laughs> <expression>. <laughs> I like how she doesn't 
say who is who though because yeah because <laughs> it, it does work like based on what we know from the ending it works both ways for them both to be like that yeah but so. i imagine mm-hmm. probably darcy turned red and wickham turned white yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he was like oh i did not expect to see him here yeah <laughs> yep so yeah basically oh what did i i put i did make a mark just they were invited to dine with them and a bunch of officers hopefully including wickham and I said, it doesn't take much to impress Mr. Collins. So let's see. What did I say? No. <laughs> oh, he protested that except Lady Catherine and her daughter, he had never seen a more elegant woman for she had not only <laughs> received him with the utmost civility, but even pointedly included him in her invitation for the next evening. Although <laughs> utterly unknown to her before. <laughs> <laughs> like all also what has to do is basically acknowledge you and be like, would you like to join us as well for dinner? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, you were the nicest person, save Lady Catherine, that I have ever met in my entire life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, my book says the kind of grandi, uh, grandi, oh gosh, I'm almost going to say grandiose, but it's grandiloquent. So it's the grandiose and eloquent fused together. Grandiloquent. Grandiloquent. language of praise and delight that mr collins uses even for the most ordinary occasions was not uncommon but it also says that jade austin mocks a speech and a letter to her sister and where after she's relating some mundane news to of the neighborhood and (laughs) what is it says i shall be i shall be able to send this to the post today which exalts me to the utmost pinnacle of human felicity and makes me bask in the sunshine of prosperity (laughs) <laughs> or gives me any other sensation of pleasure in studied language which you may prefer. <laughs> I love Jane Austen. Yes, she is a language girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all I had though. Yeah, me too. All righty. Chapter 16. I've got a lot for this one though. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Bennett have a much needed break from Mr. Collins while Lizzie is told the quote unquote real truth about Darcy and Wickham's relationship. Mm. Oof. This is a doozy. I don't even know. I'll have to see what I wrote down, but I was listening to it today and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So first off, Elizabeth way falls for Wickham's hotness immediately. She's like, oh my God, he is so attractive. (laughs) Wait, I even have a quote about that one. Elizabeth felt that she had neither been seeing him before nor thinking of him since with the smallest degree of unreasonable admiration. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's like he, she's falling for him the same way that Darcy is falling for her. Yes. Where it's like immediately like, oh, there's something about that person. And like the more you talk to them, they're sort of like reinforcing things that you like. Yes. And it's basically just feeding into it, which, you know, Wickham, it's more intentional that he's doing that. He's trying to manipulate Elizabeth a little bit, but Elizabeth to Darcy, it's just the way she is. <laughs> I think I misspoke. <laughs> they play whist, which is the same as lottery tickets at whist. Phillips and Lou at Netherfield. Oh, yes. Okay. So the lottery tickets, my book was like, uh, the fact that Lydia even liked it shows how, <laughs> du- like, that that was her favorite game shows how dumb she is because it is the easiest game to play in <laughs> all of whatever card games. And it also speaks to her quote unquote gambling nature because uh-huh. it's about like taking risks and doing all yeah. this to lose stuff. And she couldn't Even help if it, it wasn't a game and it was the same exact thing as our lottery tickets. Now I would not be mm-hmm. in the least surprised that it's Lydia's favorite thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I bet she would lose all her money in Vegas multiple times in her life. Oh yeah. She would be, she would be one of those like old ladies at the slot machines. <laughs> probably, <with those>. probably. <laughs> Just pulling the lever. Some more foreshadowing when Wickham sits between Elizabeth and Lydia. Mm. And like Lydia would have gotten all the attention if it wasn't for her obsession with lottery tickets. Mm hmm. But luckily for Elizabeth, Lydia gets distracted (laughs) because she just (laughs) really wants to ask about Darcy. And she's like, I just don't know how to ask without being rude and obvious. But luckily, Wickham just volunteers the information. Yeah. It's like he noticed. Oh, good. I was going to say, it's like he noticed that she noticed 
So mm-hmm. he's like, well, let me go ahead and put some spin on this right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even though he has, he couldn't possibly say anything negative about him. His opinion is too fixed since he knew him for so long. But this is what he knows about him. Right. This is his opinion, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But he is such the thing about Wickham that is so you have to know his what happens later to really uh-huh. which I've hopefully nobody is listening to this and has never read the book or watched any adaptation has mm. no idea but oh, I yeah, doubt I it because that. we've already watched adaptations on this so oh yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's true. he's just such like smooth talking liar mm-hmm. and he tells just enough truth that it's like you're just twisting the truth enough and he's just like mm-hmm. such he's also so smart but like which is why probably elizabeth's so attracted to him but he uses his intelligence for like just his own <laughs> his just for his own good he's like such a like he's self-centered he only is like thinking about himself and what he can get and how he can spend every situation to be mm-hmm. all about him and yeah he's the worst yeah like you know he's gonna tell you about 20 percent of the actual story that's true and not mention the fact that he did some other stuff that maybe Uh, would have disqualified him (laughs) i did notice that the regiment kept being called the dash dash shire i I don't know maybe your book explains that it did yes so apparently every county was required to have like a space for militia like Uh in every county and i think they were supposed to be like there were like different groups of the militia stationed in each county and the area that they would be stationed in would be called like the county name shire but apparently she didn't write down the actual shire name and the book was like it could be that she didn't want to get it like incorrect maybe because she didn't know like the actual specifics of the militia stuff but she just kind of wrote dash shire as like a this is what it's supposed to be. She's like, I'm making up this town and I don't really yeah. want to like have anybody think that it's their town. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's kind okay. of why. Because I also was like, why am I like not saying it right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So also ugh, Wickham's lies about Darcy are really just reinforcing Elizabeth's preconceived mm. feelings for Darcy. And he's like really painting him as such a villain. And she is getting so offended. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's really hard to read without really wanting to slap Wickham across the face. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like he's, he like, you know, noticed that she saw that he knows that he, she knows something. And so he kind of dangles the carrot and is like, you know, like, let me just mention a little bit, something about Darcy. And then she takes it and she basically does all the, he, he knows exactly where she stands with Darcy because she just, word vomits it and then he's like all right this is how i can manipulate her (laughs) yes yes Uh, lizzie and the way he talks about georgiana and it's like okay Mm -hmm. i that was the worst reading it i was like so so she's 15 or 16 now he hasn't seen her for two years that means he was doing this when she was potentially 13 years old that is so fucked up (laughs) yeah and then the fact that he's like she's the worst and she's like a horrible (laughs) person and it's like when you find out what actually happens between them it's like oh he is a monster. He needs, yes, to, he is he needs a monster. to be thrown off the ship. I would turn red too if I saw him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially if he's sitting there talking to the girl I have a crush on who's beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put in that last part. <laughs> she is beneath me, but I have a crush on her. Oh, gosh. It also seems like every time anyone plays cards in Regency mm-hmm. England, they are gambling money. So so oh, I think I'd be yeah. like, no, I'm not into cards as well. <laughs> no, I'd be like, can we gamble with like like chips or <laughs> you know, <laughs> something or like some sort of like little snack food? <laughs> Collins manages to lose every single round, but he's like, I'm of fine course. with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, my book, my my book had a note that was like, oh, like five shillings is like technically only like a quarter of a pound, so it's not like a lot, but he kept bringing it up so maybe it does kind of oh. worry him <laughs> like he keeps bringing it up that he lost the money and that's so... a good point <laughs> like well yes shouldn't have played i was gonna say we also find out in this chapter that darcy's mom was the sister of lady catherine which i guess mm-hmm. i knew but like never really i always thought of them as friends not as sisters yeah me too 
like I never thought of every time I picture like Lady Catherine and Darcy, I for some reason never picture them as blood relatives. Yeah. And it makes me really wonder what Darcy's mom was like. Yeah. Hmm. Was she a snob? <laughs> or was Lady Catherine because she married so well that she became uh, even more elevated in her mind? I, I feel like that's probably what it is because I mean, at his core, Darcy and Georgiana, they're both not horrible people. Yeah, but his dad seemed like a really good guy, too. So, mm. well, but it's hard to tell, you know, I really want yeah. some backstory, especially like when I was reading this, I was like, I want to know now because I know later on that Bingley, mm-hmm. after talking to Jane, is like, I don't know anything about Wickham. And they, mm. but so they can't have been like really great friends for more than like two years. Yeah. Were they at true. school together or? That they're my like book... tight now. <laughs> yeah. My book kind of went into that where it was like, well, Darcy is, I think he's seven years older than Bingley. So, oh, wait, you're talking about oh. Bingley or Wickham? Bingley. How Bingley and Darcy know each other. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's right. So Darcy, I think is about seven years older than him. So oh, really? they, that's what my book said. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't take my word for it. But, uh, so they wouldn't have met in school, but the book was saying like, oh, they probably met during like some sort of society kind of thing. Um, since they're both very, you know, they're both wealthy and, you know, I wonder if it was just like a, you know, Bingley is so like Jane in a way and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth loves Jane and Darcy is still like Elizabeth. So maybe he was just Mm -hmm. like, I love this person who's so unlike me, who just, you know, looks at the world with optimistic glasses. (laughs) 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 He probably was like, I need a little bit of something like that in my life, even (laughs) if I'm the opposite. Or was Caroline like, you have got to hang out with Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Make me rich. Yeah. uh, We really get... Oh, yeah. Wickham also is, like, reinforcing Elizabeth's judgmentalism towards Lady mm-hmm. Catherine and her daughter, who she's never met. Of course. And uh, I wrote down at the end of this chapter, it seems like Jane Austen does not care for people who do not know how to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's something about someone who just doesn't know when to stop talking like a very selfish nature about them yeah i mean i definitely i'm like would jane austen like me (laughs) (laughs) well you're not okay it would be i would say it's more like people who blather on like it's like useless information that you're trying you keep telling me (laughs) stuff about i don't care about lady catherine de berg i don't care about her 800 pound fireplace that she paid for (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are we done with that one, or do you have more? Um, no. Let's go to the next one. Okay, last chapter. <laughs> we didn't go much faster. I'll leave it a little bit, but Oops. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's all. It's my fault for talking so much. <laughs> okay. Bingley comes by with his sisters and an invitation to the Netherfield Ball. Elizabeth realizes Mr. Collins wants her, and everyone is stuck inside due to the rain. <laughs> it's a pretty um non-eventful chapter basically Mm -hmm. bingley and his sisters come and bring an invitation and uh mrs bennett is like really excited that they had delivered an invitation i was like yeah because y'all were the ones who asked for the dance right (laughs) when are we having a ball (laughs) you said you're gonna host a ball when are you gonna host a ball i want to hear the exact date please Jane, of course, doesn't want to jump to conclusions, which is wise, but she's like, no man of common humanity could act that way, which she's talking about Darcy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she seems kind of naive in this one. Normally, I don't really think of Jane as, I just think of her as like kind hearted, but not like super naive, but right. you know, knowing she's what I know. To... <laughs> yeah, she's trying to make sense of it. Yeah, mostly she just really cares about Bingley and how this is going to affect him. <laughs> even mary gets kind of excited that the ball is coming Mm -hmm. well you know who doesn't love a ball who doesn't love a party (laughs) a nice party that is paid for and thrown by rich people so there'll be plenty of food plenty of music exactly is this where mr collins asks elizabeth for her for the first two dances and she's like okay i see what's happening here i think so <laughs> and the book the book is like uh, her dreams are shattered because she had pl- 
plan to dance with Wickham for those dances, but Mr. Uh, Collins ruined everything. <laughs> well, and you explaining last week the fact that if you didn't, if you if you choose not to dance, then mm-hmm. you can't dance at all. And so she's like, well, I guess I gotta suck it up and dance with Collins for two first two dances. Right. She's like, I'm gonna dance with Wickham really bad. Because in um, Northanger Abbey, there's such a point made about the power of refusal, mm. but you don't really have as much power as you know, Captain Moreland might think oh, if you have right. to, if that's like, <laughs> you can refuse, but you're not dancing again tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's like, there's two sides of it. There's that side. And then there's the side of, oh my gosh, she hates me this much that she would give up <laughs> dancing for the whole night just not to interact with me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lizzie let Darcy know that earlier in the story. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because he does, I, I think in one of these chapters, in the, one of the earlier chapters, he asks her to dance, and she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'd rather not. <laughs> but, I mean, to be fair, it would just be the two of them dancing in a room. How awkward would that be? <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> While Carolyn be. is like, rah, 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 playing angrily on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's just ripping phone books in half, because she's so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, what was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, gosh. These were great chapters. I think, honestly, the one that sticks out to me is the whole uh, Wickham and Lizzie conversation about Darcy. Because I yeah. feel like, you know, it's the same thing that we, we see in the adaptations about how he's bad-mouthing Darcy. And she's like, oh, finally, someone agrees that he's equally as horrible as i (laughs) think he is yes i agree yeah and like but like it also like seeing the words how they were written it's like oh it's so apparent that it's such bullshit because of like the flowery language he uses and like the contradictory like i can't possibly say anything truthful about him i know him too well but he's (laughs) horrible in this way this way and this way yeah and it just keeps like coming up and elizabeth is like wait a minute explain this to me like they'll have moved on she's yeah. like no 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 go back to the, the what you said before right. she's just getting so heated about the whole thing and she can't help herself yeah as infuriating as it is it's also like a really great chapter because you're like oh my god yes <laughs> yes and it's like it makes you it makes me look at elizabeth a little differently too just because it's like you, she's you know, so smart in the previous chapter and she's yeah. just so uh, her you know she's made a study of human nature and there's two people who she completely misreads yeah her i would the say first her, few chapters <laughs> yeah I'll play, and that for me the way i see it it's like her her like i wouldn't i wouldn't say need it's her desire to be validated in her opinions of mm-hmm. darcy because you know yeah her like who cares what her mom thinks that's kind of how she probably feels she's like who cares i need someone who i relate to who is smart and who i am attracted to maybe (laughs) to reinforce it yeah and i've never really noticed how much she falls for wickham's oh yeah beauty yeah right after that (laughs) just like darcy falls for her exactly but her and wickham are falling for a liar (laughs) (laughs) exactly her and wickham are technically societal equals i think in some way yeah yeah what about you (laughs) I agree. I think chapter 16 was definitely my favorite. And I mean, I like Jane and Lizzie at Netherfield. Although I Mm -hmm. feel like by the time we get to the parts we read for today, it's like, okay, we've got the gist of what's going on and they're ready to leave at that point. But like, Mm -hmm. it it is fun to see how much both Darcy falls for Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. just attractive, attractive wise. And like how what kind of cool like sparks they have with each other mm-hmm. like trying to out intellectualize each other in certain ways and yes. then also it's like wickham you can tell is extremely smart as well but mm-hmm. like he just is smart to evil purposes and so it's like <laughs> yes. you know and he uses that as a way to like draw in elizabeth so like mm-hmm it's almost worse because <laughs> he's using <laughs> smartness like as a way to like a gaslight her and mm-hmm. you know he's definitely more aware of people and how to manipulate them and oh, i yeah. feel like darcy doesn't really 
get people as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, yeah, they're both kind of Or maybe he just a... ignores his knowledge of people more. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe his societal, his opinions on like class and everything kind of get in the way of his potential yeah. to be the same kind of person Wickham is, not the evil way, but just in the way that he's smart and can read people. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why, that's the, I, I feel like if he didn't have that one block, him and Lizzie would have definitely connected right from the get. Yeah, definitely. If he had asked her to dance that first dance, mm-hmm. they would have been a totally different story. <laughs> fallen in love right from the get. And she totally. would This would have been a story happy. of Caroline killing Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this these set of chapters especially made me wish that a Pride and Prejudice adaptation would have more of Darcy's inner monologues going on. Because I feel like it really builds the tension if you know from the get, like no doubts about it, that he is like obsessed with Lizzie from the get. I, long before we started this podcast... When mm-hmm. every single time I watched any Pride and Prejudice adaptation, mm-hmm. could not help myself but to <laughs> speak aloud Darcy's subtext in every moment. Yes. <laughs> and now I see from the book that it's written into the book. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so obvious. I wish it was more obvious in the adaptations because, like, the. I think it is, though. Colin Firth and uh, yeah. Matthew McFadden play it. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just like, I don't know, just like I can imagine like the tension, the rain scene and the pond scene would just be like so <laughs> extra like, I'm going to pull the skin off my face because the tension is so powerful. <laughs> well, it would be kind of hard because to really have it be spoken aloud, you'd need someone like Bingley to like be teasing mm-hmm. Darcy, but I just don't feel like Bingley is at all interested in anyone but Jane. So he's like, yes. I, I'm not even noticing <laughs> that you're falling for Elizabeth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, there needs to be some, maybe some minor rewrites going on. But who knows? No, I think, I think the power of the acting is good enough. Yes. Yeah. Not to say that I didn't understand, I didn't get that from those adaptations, but yeah, I want it to be so obvious as it is in the book. We still have one more adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, which we probably mm. won't get to for a little while just because we're reading the book now, so we got to space right. it out. But it's from the 80s. It's like sen- that Sense of Sensibility we watched <laughs> time period. And the Darcy of that one cracks me up because he oh, is, gosh. looks like he has a ramrod stuck up his butt. He's just <laughs> so... And then at the end, he's like, I'm a different person. <laughs> <laughs> You've changed me. <laughs> Oh gosh, I can't wait. (laughs) That sounds awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. But we probably won't get to that one for a while unless they come out with a new Pride and Prejudice adaptation, which never know. It's it's due. We are due a new. Yeah. Especially a mini series. Yes. (laughs) Give me a nice, like, hefty, hefty, like, financially hefty mini series with some, like, top tier period actors. Period. (laughs) period <laughs> uh, well we've run out of time to sort we still haven't got to any sorting but that's okay <laughs> we will we'll fit it in next episode we've sure. done quite a few and we can always do some more yes we'll have plenty we could, of time yeah we could do a whole sorting episode if we wanted a little oh, mini could. we could <laughs> maybe we will <laughs> yes <laughs> all right well that's it for today. Let's see. What are we doing next? Yes. Next set of chapters. We are doing 18 through 24. Perfect. Oof, can't wait. I know. I My prediction is that we will... De- I mean, obviously, we're going to get through the ball. I think we'll, they'll leave town. I'm. My question is, will we get all the way to Rosings mm. by the time we finish the next set of chapters? Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to like picture my head, and I've, I feel like... I don't know. I'm like, we're moving so fast through an adaptation. I'm like, there's got to be stuff that I'm not thinking of that's going to happen in the middle. I know. I think we'll get through the ball. We'll probably, Mm -hmm. maybe Elizabeth either will just have arrived Mm -hmm. to visit Charlotte or. Yes. Or or is about to leave. That's my prediction. Yes. And I do really love that whole visit because Charlotte, no one, no one does a 
bring it back down to earth like Charlotte Lucas does. <laughs> <laughs> My hope, I haven't checked because I did not break this up according to like what happens in the story, only by how mm-hmm. many pages each chapter is. <laughs> um, but I'm kind of hoping that the midpoint will be like right around the letter, mm-hmm. the Darcy letter to Elizabeth <gasps> after the proposal. So letter. <laughs> let's we'll see we'll see what happens yes we'll see <laughs> well thank you very much for listening to us today and we will see you next week good night bye if you'd like to get in contact with us you can dm us on instagram at manners and madness pod or you can dm us on twitter at manners madness or you could email us at gmail using manners madness at gmail.com and if you would like to leave a voice message on our website, you can at managedamandas.com. And it's about a minute long. Yes. And we would absolutely love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or the podcast app of your choice. It really means a lot to us and helps get more people to listen to the podcast. Also, we have a donate button, which is on our website, managedamandas.com as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Any help is very much appreciated. Very much. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.